We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And then in 82, 80, 83, my grandfather got kidnapped. So my father and my mother that were divorced at the time, they decided to bring the kids to the U.S. just for safety reasons. Wow. Yes. Okay. So we moved to the U.S. in 1985, I think it was. Where was he when he was kidnapped, your grandfather? He was in Madrid. He was in Madrid, Spain. He was kidnapped for about three months. Was was he held for ransom for your father yes. to pay a ransom? Yes, he was held oh for ransom. Me, me, So my mother and my father decided to bring the kids to the U.S. because they were scared for the kids. Hey guys, welcome to the last episode of season four of the Allison Interviews podcast. This was an exceptionally long season. I usually do, I think, about 10 episodes per season. And what happened with this one was there were so many interesting people that I got offered to interview that I'm like, okay, one more, one more, like an addict. I'm like, oh, wait, just one more, one more. <laughs> Because I really am, I'm addicted to doing these interviews. So that's what happened. And this is uh, episode 13 of season four. So this is the last episode of the season. And then I will be going on a little hiatus as we plan season five. And the planning process, by the way, is always so much fun because I sit with my team and we have meetings and we decide who we want to talk to for the next season. But I thought that this final episode with Julio Iglesias Jr. would make an excellent cap off to season four. For people who don't know, so it depends what generation you're in, right? Julio Iglesias is a Spanish singer and he is actually the biggest selling Spanish singer of all time. He has sold over a hundred million albums in 14 different languages. Many of his songs have been in Spanish. Of course, one of his most famous songs in English is To All the Girls I've Loved Before. And that is a song that is very close to my heart. I absolutely love that song. And uh, Julio Iglesias Jr. actually did a beautiful duet of that song with his father. You can actually find it on YouTube. If you put Julio Iglesias Jr. into YouTube, you will see a magical duet with Julio and his father, Julio Iglesias, singing to all the girls I've loved before. And I had a chance to sit down and speak with Julio Iglesias Jr., about his new album called Under the Covers. And he is, we're very like-minded in that he has a passion for a lot of the old, timeless, evergreen, beautiful love songs and interesting ballads with meaningful lyrics. And that's really what the Under the Covers album is about. 
His first single released off the album is Into the Night, which he does in a duet with the original recording artist who recorded Into the Night, Benny Mardonis. And if you haven't heard Into the Night, just put it into your Spotify or your iTunes or, or YouTube. You, yes, you've heard it. Yes, you've heard it. It is one of the most passionate raw, just absolutely amazing songs. It's one of those songs that just everybody knows, right? It comes on the radio and you just stop what you're doing and everybody sings their heart out, including me who can't sing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Into the Night is his first single off of the Under the Covers album. And it's a duet with Benny Mardonis, the original artist who recorded it, who actually he passed away in 2020. So it's kind of cool that this collaboration happened beforehand. And some of the other songs, we, Julio and I were, were talking about this, some of the other songs on his album, it's really interesting the way he did this. So he has a medley, a, a Stevie Wonder medley with Brian McKnight, another singer who I absolutely adore. And that medley that they do together is just beautiful. He does a rendition of Just the Way You Are, the Billy Joel song. He has a duet with Jewel, who I also love. I interviewed her a couple of seasons ago. She's one of my favorites as well. There's some other really cool and interesting surprises on this album, so keep your eyes open for it. And in this conversation, we talk about the Iglesias family. Of course, we talk about his father, Julio Iglesias. We talk about his brother, recording artist Enrique Iglesias. And we just talk about his journey of being the son of one of the biggest musical icons in music history. And what is that like? What's it like to grow up the child of an international superstar? I'm sure that I wonder that now. I look at like J-Lo's kids and I look at the Kardashian kids and I, I just, I look at a lot of these kids and I'm like, what is going on in their psyche? You know, what, what is that like? What is it like to be a kid growing up and your parent or parents are one of the most famous people on the planet? I mean, what, and they bring you up on stage. I know like Jennifer Lopez has brought her daughter Emmy up on stage to do duets with her. Well, Julio's experience growing up was very similar to that. His father, Julio Iglesias Sr. would bring him up on stage in front of 30,000 people and introduce him and they would sing together. And he talks about a lot of those experiences and some of the, the downsides of having wealthy and famous parents and certain things that happened that were actually quite frightening and unnerving and what actually ended up bringing them from their native Spain to the U.S. So we cover a lot of pretty fascinating stuff in this interview. You can follow Julio Iglesias Jr. on Instagram at Julio Jr. Official. That is his handle. And all of his links are there to his website. And again, look out for his album Under the Covers and the first single with Benny Mardonis. It's a duet of Into the Night. And oh my God, be still my beating heart. It is so good. You can follow me on Instagram at the Allison Kugel, of course. And you can, if you are listening to this podcast on Apple or Spotify, subscribe to the podcast, leave me a review, check out the video version of this interview on YouTube because it's even better because you get to see everything and it just brings it to life even more. So without further ado, I present to you my interview with Julio Iglesias Jr. My first question for you is, because I always take people back a ways, 
what is your earliest memory of falling in love with music? Can you remember? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I remember growing up when I was very, very, very young and going on tour with my dad when I was seven, eight, nine years old and traveling all over Europe with my dad and watching him on stage and and just falling in love with with the idea of me one day being there and doing the same thing as he was doing at that moment. It was incredible to watch him um, performing all these huge stadiums with 20, 30,000 people watching him and just adoring him and loving the music. You know, it was, it was really, really, really amazing for me to be able to experience that. Was it the energy of the crowd and the applause or was it the actual energy of the music or was it a combination? What do you think? It was, it was just a little bit of everything because just watching people's faces and, and listening to the music and, and it's funny because now is when I when I really realize when I'm doing all these shows around the world and I'm performing all these songs that my dad used to sing since I was very little. And so I I I've, yeah. I've, lived, I've lived those songs since I was very young. And and that for me is amazing to be able to sing those songs now myself on stage, you know. So growing up listening to all these great songs that, that a lot of them my dad wrote. Yeah. It's just an unbelievable experience for me. Yeah, I watched I watched a video of you guys performing live to all the girls I've loved before. Yes. Actually, that was a while ago. That was that was 2011, I think it was. Really? That was magic. I just watched it this morning. Oh, nice. So that was a while ago. People always talk to me about that video. It's like, wow. And that was not long ago. I'm like, no, no, no. That was like that was like 12 years ago. Okay, so your dad, Julio Iglesias senior well actually his dad was like senior senior right yes okay yes. Dad. but i call myself junior but my dad is junior yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's okay <laughs> technicality <laughs> so when you're on stage with him do you get nervous because he is the i think he's the biggest selling spanish artist like in history do you get nervous time. when you're performing with him how can i explain this yes Yes, yes, yes. The first time I actually had a chance to go on tour with him, not just one song, but actually tour with my dad. We did eight, nine shows together, 2015, five, six years ago. And uh, that was that was an amazing experience because I didn't just get to sing one song. I get I, I, I got to sing to all the girls. Plus mm-hmm. then I opened up the shows for my dad, which was really, really an incredible experience. And to answer your question, the first first time I went on stage with him was that time that video that you had that, that you saw this morning, and mm-hmm. it was pretty pretty intimidating. I gotta admit, I gotta admit, it's also intimidating to sing a lot of my dad's songs now at my age now, you know, because because yeah. I was gonna compare and they're gonna. But I I just love singing those songs, and even my dad has told me no better person than you to sing those songs around the world. Yeah. Songs that you grew up listening to, and you are Julio Jr. and you and I love the way you sing them and you perform them. So it's amazing. That's awesome. So yeah. I read some interesting things about your family history, actually, and then we'll go into kind of your own. Okay. What I read, I read about your dad. Some things that really surprised me. So first of all, he was a he was a soccer player or a football player, as they call it in Europe, and yes. he he had a near fatal car accident, which kind of ended that career. The other thing that I think was interesting is that 
with the name Iglesias, I was like shocked beyond shocked is that he, his mother's side of the family is of Jewish heritage. Yes. Your grandmother. Yes, 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 yes. My dad has told me that in the past. I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, no way. I mean, I'm Jewish. So I, we're always looking like, oh, did you know that person's part Jewish? Did you know that? So I'm reading that and I'm like, okay. I've heard this. I've heard this in a couple of dinners, a couple of Christmas dinners, birthday dinners. Yeah. And my, my grandmother was Spanish. But yes, my dad has said that, that there is there is some Jewish in us, you know. Yeah, I've Very heard interesting. Four or five times in my life, you know. <laughs> I just That's, never, I just never really asked my dad. So how, when, how, you know, who, but yes, yeah. Yeah. It's but then it's, it's, you know, it, it goes to show that while I love doing what I do, because it shows you never really know about people, right. Especially someone who's in the public eye. Yep. So with that being said, I want to ask you, what are three things that shape the human being you are today that have happened in your life, pivotal moments in your life? Oh my God. There's so many. Just, I mean, the major, major one is growing up in this musical family, you know, yeah. with my dad being a, a, one of the most uh, important, uh, well-known entertainers in the world. I, I'll never forget when we were very young, my dad used to bring us up on stage. After a certain song, he used to just bring the kids up on stage and we used to be really embarrassed. And it was really the most embarrassing moment of our lives. I'll never forget talking to my brother Enrique or my sister Chavi, my older sister Chavi, talking about that moment when dad used to bring us up on stage and present us to the world. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was, it was pretty nerve-wracking and, and very embarrassing. And uh, that, that moment where I got to, to be on stage with all those people looking at you and and then being the son of such an amazing, such a huge star really shaped my life in the way that I am now and, and what I grew up into, you know, for sure. Well, how so? Is it Was it just like what we said before, kind of inspiring and wanting to follow in those footsteps? Inspiring, wanting, wanting to follow, learning. And the fact that I got to learn, I got to meet so, so many people. That's why I speak three, four languages. I got to travel. I got to I had to do so many things that, that I'm blessed to be able to do, you know? Was it the kind of thing, like, when you and Enrique were kids, where you're like, hey, you know, like, when we grow up, we're going to be famous singers, you know, we're going we're gonna to be yeah. just like that, you know? I mean, like, what was the conversation? Actually, it was the other way around. My dad wanted us to be, to be lawyers or doctors, you know? Was, really? Pushes away from being entertainers because he knows, he knows how, um, how tough it is. He knows how difficult it is. He knows how weird it can be at some times, you know, and he, I know now, uh, I knew when I first started how difficult it is to be successful, how difficult it is to, to really, to really make it in the, in the, in the music industry as a, as an entertainer. It's very, it's, it's very difficult. It's very challenging and, and you have to be very, very, very serious and, and very smart too. Well, I always feel like with anything in life, if you're not focused on the end result, but you're focused on the beauty of the doing, it kind of takes that element away, that element of it's so hard because the it's so hard part comes down to, will people accept me? Will this be commercially successful? But if you take that away and you just do it for the love of doing it, all of a sudden it doesn't feel so hard. It just feels like enjoyment. 
it feels kind like of. enjoyment and and it makes yeah. it makes it more uh more pleasant the whole the whole ride i got you right yeah yeah so i want to talk about because into the night is one of my favorite songs of all time right so you did a duet with uh, Benny, the late Benny Mardonis. He's the original artist who recorded Into the Night. How did that come about? Did you have to speak to his family or his management? So when my manager, when my manager, Mark Oswald, and my producer, Rudy Perez, uh, get together with me and we start talking about what kind of record we want to do, what kind of songs we want to do. And we finally decided we want to do a big band record with all these great oldies, but goodies, all these great songs that everybody knows that everybody that my generation grew up listening to. Mm-hmm. We came across into the night. And I, I was actually telling Rudy that when I first came to the U.S. in 1986, I used to go to school. It was elementary school. I used to go to I was in, in fifth grade. I used to go, I used to go to school and I used, always used to listen to that song on the radio. And I used to be like, oh my God, I love this song. I love this song. What a great song. Even though I didn't understand it, but I just, <laughs> I loved the music. I loved the beat. I loved the music and the, the hook on the song. I just loved it. And now that I got to sing this song 42 years later, it's really incredible and I got to do this duet with, with the magic and the champion of uh, Benny Mardonis. And I'm, I'm super excited, super excited to be able to do this. I never thought when I first listened to the song in 1986 that I would one day do the duet with, with Benny and, and, and mm-hmm. be my first single on my new record. You know, I never thought that something like this would ever happen. That's what makes that song so awesome is... Okay, so elements of the song are like totally politically incorrect today. <laughs> yeah. Because I was listening to it this morning and I love exactly. that. We actually changed the lyrics. I know, I know. You took out that you took out the first part. Cause I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, I love the the rawness and the passion of the song. And it's interesting because I'm like, this was a time when you could literally just say anything you wanted to say and like and get away okay. with it. Yeah, 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 you're totally right. Nowadays, yeah. when we're recording the song, and, uh, Rudy comes up to me and he says, I think, dude, I think, dude, I think we've got to change the lyrics. Let me talk to, because Rudy is best friends, good friends with the wife, good friends with, with Benny's manager. So that's why we came across doing this song too, because we agreed and, and, and Benny loved the idea at the time. You know, he loved the idea of, of doing the, the duet with me. And he was okay with actually changing the lyrics, which is incredible, you know, just for yeah. the, just, a, just the first line of the song, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it is just the, the power of that song is the passion of the song. Yeah. And, and your I, voices blend really well together. Oh, thank you. And I, I love Benny's voice. It's so raspy, so beautiful, you know? Yes. It's got an amazing voice. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Would you say that you have a romantic soul? Oh yeah, big time. How so? Big time. I 
that this is the type of music that I that I love. This is the type of songs that I really love. I, I've listened to all types of music in my life, but for the last 15 years, 10, 15 years, I I felt that this is the path that I wanted. These are the songs that I want to sing. I feel very comfortable and very happy singing great ballads, great songs, love songs, songs that, that touch your heart. I, I really feel that that's my thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And you cover a lot of artist songs. Do you, do you ever write original material? I wrote my whole record in 2003, a Spanish, okay. record, a Spanish record called Tercera Dimension. I was really inspired in 2001, two, three, and four to write these songs in Spanish. I honestly, I don't know what happened to me. It just, it just came to me and I just started writing like crazy. It's been a while since I really write a song. I definitely know what I like. Mm-hmm. And I definitely know when I hear something that a friend of mine writes or I, or I hear a melody that I love. I, I know what I like. I don't need anybody to tell me this is a great song. I know it's a great song. Yeah. When it comes to writing, I would love to get back into writing and really focus again like I did in 2003. Write a whole new record. I would love that. So the album that's coming out this winter under the covers. Yes. Was, is this your first all English language album? This is actually my, this is actually my second all English. Okay. Because I've done a couple of bilingual Spanish and English records, but mm-hmm. this is my full all English record, my second one. Because my first, first, first record, '97, was all in English also. Okay, so under the covers is a really eclectic group of, of songs. Tell me how you chose some of the songs to cover, some of the artists. Well, I, I told you the story about about Into the Night when. When Rudy and Mark get to, we all get together and we decide to do this type of record. I always knew that the hardest part of the of the record was going to be choosing ten songs out of 150 that I had in mind. Right. Because Rudy, Rudy and I would sit for hours trying to figure out which songs are we going to do, which songs are going to fit this record, which songs can I make into a big band production that that are going to sound amazing. It was tough because a lot of songs Rudy thought. Rudy would think, I think the song would put amazing. I would just be like, oh, really? You think so? And then he would surprise me. He would he would produce it and I'll be like, wow, you were you were right. And there's other songs that I would think they were amazing. And Rudy would be like, really? You think this song? And then he would go for it and try it and be like, yeah, you were right. For example, just the way you are. Billy yeah. Joel's song. That's one of my favorite songs of all oh, time. Love Billy Joel. That's yeah. one of my favorite songs. Of, he's one of my favorite artists of all time. Me too. He is my, if you were stuck on a desert island, did, you ever, did anyone ever ask you that question? If you're stuck on a desert island and it can only play one album, yeah. <laughs> it's Billy Joel's greatest hits. Okay, sure. anybody that tells me that they don't like Billy Joel, is, I, I just can't, cannot believe it. For I know. Me, for me, Billy Joel, Rod Stewart, mm-hmm. you know, just all these great, great artists. But, but that song, Just The Way You Are, that's another one of those songs that I grew up listening to. And, and when I told Rudy I wanted to do that song, I wanted to do a Billy Joel song. That was a song. That was a song. And the way we did it with the horns and the production, I, I love that. I love the way Rudy did it. And I love the way it came out. And I'm super happy that the song made it to the record, you know? That's awesome. Okay, so you have a duet with Jewel, Careless yeah. Whisper. 
Charles Good Spirit, which is a song that my dad sang also, which is an amazing song. It's a, one of the best George Michael songs. Uh, okay, who doesn't know that song? I mean, it's yeah. like beautiful song that, that everybody loves. Uh, then we have a beautiful Stevie Wonder medley with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Overjoyed. I just called to say I love you. One of my favorites. Yes. And isn't she lovely? Because when Rudy and I got together, we said we want to do a, a, a Stevie Wonder song. I'm like, what do you mean? Just how can we do just one song of Stevie Wonder? There's so many great songs and they go so well, so well together <laughs> that we decided to do a three-song medley, which actually is probably my top, top three songs on the record. And that's with Brian McKnight? That's with Brian McKnight. Yes. Okay. And uh, yeah. we were very, very happy that Brian wanted to work on the record with us and he wanted to do the duet with us. And, and it came out amazing. I love that song. That, and this, yeah. this one shocked me. So right said Fred, I'm too sexy. That was, <laughs> that was completely that. Rudy's idea. Okay. It was, it was, it was one of those songs that, that of course I'm, I've heard that song a million times. I grew up with that song too. Yeah, totally. In the nineties, and he actually spoke to the guys from from the, from Right Said Fred, mm-hmm. and and they agreed to do it as a duet. Shut up! It's also a duet. That is so funny. But I'm yeah. I'm assuming did you change the tempo? We the way we did it is we kept we kept the beat of that mm-hmm. song because that's what makes the song. And and then you get you gotta listen to it. I'll send it to you. Okay. I'm like that one I have to hear because yeah. I, I'm trying to imagine what like what you did with it creatively, musically. I mean a lot of a lot of horns. It's it's a similar version, but big band with just a lot of instruments in the right places, and it sounds like like a band is playing it instead of so computerized, you know. Oh, that's so cool. But yeah, we love, I love that song. I love that song. That's one of those songs that I didn't expect. I was like, Rudy, what do you mean? How are we going to do it? He's like, let me, let me, let me work on this. And when he right. showed it to me, I, I, I thought it was fantastic. Takes me right back to 1992. Yes. <laughs> I remember perfectly. I remember perfectly. Do, do you find that, because I find this, that songs from decades past, the singers, were really storytellers. I mean, you, you would listen to a song from decades past and the the artist told a story, not just like with the lyrics, with the emotion, with everything. I find that that's been lost a little bit. Oh, in don't, recent music. don't doubt it. Don't doubt it. Those old songs, they capture your heart. It was it was completely different from nowadays. And in the Latin market, in the, in the Spanish market, it's even worse. You know, really? I think so. I think so. In in the land market, it's become very, very like uh, urban reggaeton, and it's completely, completely. You've lo- you don't have those those songs that really, really capture your heart. You know, everything is. It feels like it's just like music that is. It's not timeless music. It's like people listen to it today, but tomorrow people will not remember those songs like we did in the old songs for sure. Yeah, that's why when I'm in the car with my son. I play songs from the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, because I want him to have the memory of listening to those songs in the car. I completely understand. I would do the same thing with my kids. Yeah. 
So let's talk about the Latin Songwriters Hall of Fame. So that's called the La Musa Awards. La Musa Awards. Okay, and that's October 13th. That's October 13th. And um, actually, Rudy is one of the main organizers and the main founders of the of the of the Musa Awards with uh, with Desmond Child. Okay. And, uh, we have they haven't done it in two years because of because of COVID and COVID, mm-hmm. COVID like COVID ruined a lot of a lot of uh, the awards and a lot of uh, music uh, important stuff that we've all been wanting to do for the last two years. Yeah, this year is happening again finally, and everybody's super excited. It's October thirteenth or fourteenth. I'm not sure if it's the thirteenth or the fourteenth. Is but it going to be televised? It's is I it going to be televised? Yes, at least televised. And I, I'm supposed to do a performance in that show, but we don't know yet. We're working on it. Okay. Okay. So you grew up in Spain until the age of nine. You were with your mother and then you moved to Miami to live with your father. What prompted that relocation? So my dad was working in the U.S. in the early 80s. Throughout the 90s, obviously, he moved to Miami he moved to Miami, I think in 78, 79. He moved to Miami because it was just easier for him to work the U.S. and South America. Mm-hmm. And then in 82, 80, 83, my grandfather got kidnapped. So my father and my mother that were divorced at the time, they decided to bring the kids to the U.S. just for safety reasons. Wow. Yes. Okay. So we moved to the U.S. in 1985, I think it was. Where was he when he was kidnapped, your grandfather? He was in Madrid. He was in Madrid, was in Madrid. Spain. He was kidnapped for about three months. Was was he held for ransom for your father yes. to pay a ransom? Yes. He was held oh for ransom. My God. So my mother and my father decided to bring the kids to the U.S. because they were scared for the kids. Uh, I mean, I've heard of that happening in Central and South America. I've never heard of that happening in Europe. In Europe, yeah. Well, in the in the eighties, we had ETA. We had ETA in Spain, which was a terrorist group from the north mm-hmm. of Spain, and they used to do these kind of things. Was he returned safely? Actually, the police found him, and and they saved his life. The police, the the Spanish police. Holy crap! So all three of you—your sister, your brother, you, everyone—moved to Miami. Everybody moved to Miami in the early okay. in in eighty. I think it was eighty-five. We moved to Miami right after my grandfather got kidnapped and we were, my parents were very uh, scared for the kids. Wow. So we all moved to, to Miami because my dad was living in Miami. So it was Miami was the place. What's your parents' relationship like today? Or do they maintain a friendship? Oh, yeah. I have a great relationship. They have yeah. a really good relationship. They like each other very, very much. And they, they talk all the time. It's not a super good relationship. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. What is a big Iglesias family gathering like? Well, I'm I'm lucky in the sense that I get to spend like two Christmases uh, in the sense that we spent some part of Christmas in Europe, some part of Christmas in the U.S. Because mm-hmm. my father's side and we got my mother's side. Then I got my sister who has also two kids. My brother has three kids. So when we all gather together, it's like we need like a we need like a ballroom. You know, it's crazy. Yeah. do you think you'll ever have do you think you'll ever have kids yeah of course i would love to i would love to i would love to i still feel young and strong 
You know what? I'm I'm 48, so we're we're the same generation. And I swear, sometimes I feel like I'm aging in reverse. Not because it's like you feel you know how to treat your body better. Like I eat healthier than I ever did. I I'm just better than I ever was before. You just feel like you get better. That's the second way that I feel. You're totally yeah. right. And you are like you're crazy fit. Like, what is your fitness routine? Oh no, I just I'm just always doing something and I I I I love sports, but I I don't don't think I eat, I just don't eat meat, but mm -hmm. I I do a lot of sports and I'm always doing something, I'm always moving. I'm not a couch potato, I don't just sit in the couch and do nothing. I'm always doing something, I sleep well. Yeah. But I'm always very active in anything that I do, you know? Okay. That's the, and, I, that's the only thing. And my jeans, because my mother's very thin. My father's pretty thin, too. So I get jeans. Jeans are also part of it, you know? Okay. And do you think that you, your father, and your brother would ever tour together at some point? I think so. I, we've spoken about it. At, really? Uh, at family reunions. And, and, and you know, it would, be, it would be something amazing. Maybe even record, record a song together and then tour and, and work together in the music business would be amazing. Let me tell that would be the hottest ticket in town. Yeah. Julio, Iglesias, Julio Iglesias Jr. and Enrique Iglesias touring the world. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm so that there would, for it. That would be amazing. Yeah, would yeah be that, that would, would be, be awesome. What is the best advice that you have ever received? To be true to yourself, to be a good person. To surround yourself with just, just good people that that are trustworthy, that that you can learn from. Okay. And who gave you that advice? My father. Your father. Okay. And do you pray? And if so, who or what do you pray to? You know, when I pray, I I definitely believe in God. And I, you know, when I pray, I know it sounds funny, but I pray when I go on an airplane every time. <laughs> when you go where? On, a, on an airplane i've always gotcha. done that. i've always done that you too i've always i've always done that in my whole life so i'm just so used to it. i get an airplane and I say, you know pray to god that everything's safe and we're going to be safe yeah. and we're going to get we're going to get to our destination in a safe way yeah i i hear you if you could travel back in time and change any famous historical event where would you go and what would you attempt to change? I'm really, I'm really like into, I'm really like into nature and into, I love like, uh, I'm a big animal person. I love dogs and cats and just any animal. I'm, I'm really like, I would have a zoo in my house if I could. So I would just, I would change the way like animals are treated. Mm -hmm. I, would, I would change the whole global warming. Or I would, I would have, started many 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 years ago what we're trying to do now you know like 40 yeah. 50 years that's what and then the world would be a much better place we all live in you know absolutely 100 percent. what do you think you came into this life as julio iglesias jr to learn and what do you think you came here to teach or to be a living example of to teach you teach definitely to be a good person and to be to be respectful to others and treat other people the way you want to be treated yourself and to learn to learn about everything i i am the type of person that 
I want to know about absolutely everything. Everything interests me, even if it's the dumbest thing or something that 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 I've never used or anything. It's just very interesting for me to know about everything. I love to know about everything. I'm a voracious learner too. I I totally yeah. get, and I and I think we're living in an age now where we have so much access. You can go onto YouTube and listen to lectures. Yes. You can learn about just about anything you want to learn, which is amazing. 100%. 100%. I love that. I love learning. Do you have any outside the box or unusual interests or hobbies that would surprise people? Yeah, many. First of all, I'm a big, I am a big water sports fan. I do windsurfing, kiteboarding, wake surfing, wakeboarding. I love sport. At the same time, I'm a, I'm a really good tennis player. At the same time, I am a, I am a, a mechanic. I love cars. I love putting and taking a motor out of an engine, out, out, out of a car, rebuilding that engine. I am an electrician. I am a, a gardener. I am a plumber. I do. I'm a handyman. I'm a handyman. Are you I, serious? I, I do everything myself. If something needs to be fixed in the house, I do it myself. And people will, will, will never believe how much stuff I really do. Like barely anybody walks into my house to do something because I do it myself, you know? That is beyond awesome. That is really cool. Yeah. And I just want to go over some, okay, so under the covers, that's out February 7th. Yes. Correct. Okay. I don't see the week of February 7th because I'm going to do it as a Valentine. Oh, I like that. That's romantic. Yeah. So before I let you go, do you have... Are you single now? Do you have someone in your life? Are you dating? I'm dating. I, I actually I actually got divorced two years ago, and now 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 I'm dating, and I'm super happy. And I'm, okay. I'm super excited. Just playing the field. No, I have a I have a girlfriend now. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's very she's very cool. We we get along really well, and she's she's great. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to thank you so much for your generous time. And Thank you. It was great speaking with you. And you good luck much. with everything. Good luck with the album. Good luck with the award show. And I look forward to listening to the music. More Thank music. You very much. Thank you. All right. Talk to you soon. Well, that was awesome and really interesting. And I had such a good time. So once again, you can find Julio Iglesias Jr. on Instagram at Julio Jr. Official. And you will see all of his links, including to the new single and his website on his link tree at his Instagram. Follow me on Instagram at the Allison Kugel. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a comment. Let me know what you think of this episode. I love to get feedback from you guys because guess what? It's going to help me figure out season five, right? Makes sense. And you can see the interview, the video version again at YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. You can just type in Allison Interviews at YouTube and have a beautiful, blessed autumn. And I will catch you guys in season five. And I sincerely thank you for listening to my work. And I really hope that you enjoy listening to it and watching it as much as I enjoy making this content for you guys. Peace. Peace.